0: Good morning and welcome to Simply Sports. It's Tuesday, February 13th. On today's show, Super Bowl LVIII becomes the most watched TV program ever, and Williams shines as TTU routes Kansas with Self Tossed. Plus, Draymond credits suspension for sparking the red hot dubs. This coverage and more, up next. I'm David, and you're listening to Simply Sports. We start off with a record-breaking event in sports. The longest Super Bowl game in history has also become the most watched program in television history. The Kansas City Chiefs' 25-22 overtime victory against the San Francisco 49ers on Sunday averaged 123.4 million viewers across television and streaming platforms. This is a 7% increase from last year's mark of 115.1 million. Here to discuss this further is Celeste a correspondent for Simply Sports. Can you tell us more about this record-breaking viewership?
1: Indeed, David. The game was televised by CBS, Nickelodeon, and Univision and was also streamed on Paramount Plus and the NFL's digital platforms. According to Nielsen and Adobe Analytics, a record 202.4 million watched at least part of the game across all networks, a 10% jump over last year's figure of 183.6 million.
0: That's quite a significant increase. What factors contributed to this surge in viewership?
1: Part of the increase can be attributed to a change in the way viewers are counted. Nielsen began including out-of-home viewers in its ratings in 2020, but only from limited markets. That measurement expanded to all 50 states beginning this year. Additionally, the game was only the second of the 58 Super Bowls to go to overtime, adding to the excitement and likely keeping viewers glued to their screens.
0: And how did the individual networks fare in terms of viewership?
1: The CBS broadcast averaged 120 million viewers, surpassing their previous record of 112.34 million for the 2016 game between the Denver Broncos and the Carolina Panthers. Univision also set a record, averaging more than 2.2 million viewers, the highest Super Bowl viewership on record for a Spanish language network.
0: It seems like the NFL is gaining more viewership, Can you tell us more about this trend?
1: Yes, this was the second straight year the Super Bowl averaged more than 100 million viewers after a period where four of the five games before 2023 had fallen short of that number due to cord cutting. The NFL playoffs also saw a 9% increase in viewership over last year, averaging 38.5 million viewers during the first three weekends. The regular season averaged 17.9 million, tied for the second highest since averages were first tracked in 1995.
0: Interesting. And what were some of the highlights of the game?
1: The game was certainly a nail biter. It went into overtime after Kansas City's Harrison Bootker scored a field goal. The Chiefs then won when Patrick Mahomes threw a three-yard touchdown pass to McCola Hardman. The game also had the added attraction of pop superstar Taylor Swift in attendance, who is dating Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey, bringing new fans to the NFL.
0: Thanks for the insight, Celeste. Now shifting gears to college basketball, Texas Tech recently handed a crushing defeat to sixth ranked Kansas in a 79 50 victory. This marked a historic night for Darian Williams, who had a perfect game, and for Kansas head coach Bill Self, who was ejected for the first time in his 21 seasons with the Jayhawks. Here with us is James, our correspondent for Simply Sports. Let's start with Darian Williams' performance. How significant was it?
2: Williams, a sophomore transfer from Nevada, had an exceptional night. He scored a career-high 30 points on 12 of 12 shooting, including four three-pointers. He also made both of his free throws and had 11 rebounds. His 12 field goals without a miss were the most against a ranked opponent in AP poll history. He was also the first player in the past 25 seasons with 30 points. 10 rebounds, and a perfect shooting percentage against a ranked opponent. That's quite an achievement. Now let's talk about the Kansas Jayhawks. What went wrong for them? Kansas had a tough night. They played their second game in a row without Big 12 leading scorer, Kevin McCullough Jr., and with guard Daeguan Harris Jr. not at full strength after an ankle injury. The Jayhawks shot a season-low 32.7% from the field. Their 50 points were also their fewest this season and fewest in a road game under Self. Their big guys, Dickinson and K.J. Adams, were a combined 3 of 23 from the field. And what about the ejection of Coach Bill Self? Self was ejected with 5.49 remaining after getting two technical fouls in quick succession following an offensive foul call against Hunter Dickinson. This was the 722nd game at Kansas for Self, whose only other ejection in 31 seasons overall as a college head coach, came in 1999 while with Tulsa Wyoming. He expressed frustration with the way the game was being called. This
0: game seems to be part of a larger trend this season, with top 10 teams losing on the road
2: to unranked opponents. Can you tell us more about that? Indeed, this was the 33rd time this season that an AP top 10 team lost on the road to an unranked opponent, the most through the month of February in a single season in AP poll history. Unranked Big 12 teams are 9-3 at home against top 10 teams this season. Thanks for those insights, James.
0: Now, shifting gears to basketball, the Golden State Warriors are gaining momentum. With a record of 26-25, they are above 500 for the first time since December 23rd. They've won five games in a row, matching their longest streak of the season and have also won three straight road games by at least 20 points for the second time in franchise history. Here to discuss this further is Michael, a correspondent for Simply Sports. What's behind this sudden surge
3: for the Warriors? Well, David, the Warriors have been optimistic throughout their turbulent season, but this is the first time since their 6-1 start that there is something tangible to show for it. Interestingly, forward Draymond Green believes his suspension played a role in this. His suspension forced the Warriors to try new things and get uncomfortable, which seems to have sparked some positive changes. Can you tell us more about these changes? Certainly. Green's suspension led to third-year forward Jonathan Kuminga being thrust into the starting lineup, a position he hasn't relinquished since. Green believes this has been the biggest game changer. Kuminga has scored in double figures for a career-high 31 consecutive games. He was one of eight Warriors to finish in double-digit scoring against the Utah Jazz, tied for their most in a game this season. And what about the other players? How have they contributed to this turnaround? Rookies Brandon Podzemski and Trace Jackson Davis have also cracked the rotation, adding new elements to the team. Meanwhile, Stephen Curry has averaged nine three-pointers over a three-game stretch for the fifth time in his career. Only one other player has done that even once in NBA history. As for Green, since his return, he has helped boost the Warriors' defense to fourth after it ranked 28th during his suspension. So, it seems like the Warriors are benefiting from a mix of veteran leadership and young talent. How does the coaching staff view this? Acting head coach Kenny Atkinson believes that one player can indeed change everything. He credits not only Green's play, but also his influence on other people on the court. Atkinson also pointed out the emergence of young players like Kuminga, saying that they are starting to break through the development ceiling, which is giving Golden State something new.
0: It will be interesting to see if the Warriors can maintain this momentum, especially considering their recent triumph over the Utah Jazz 129-107 on Monday night, despite the absence of their head coach, Steve Kerr. Clay Thompson led the scoring with 26 points, while Stephen Curry contributed 25, including five three-pointers in the fourth quarter. Abby, our correspondent for Simply Sports, is here to delve into the details. Can you tell us more about the circumstances surrounding this game?
4: Certainly, David. The Warriors were playing without their head coach, Steve Kerr, who was in Serbia for the funeral service of Golden State assistant coach, Dejan Milošević. Milošević tragically passed away from a heart attack in Salt Lake City on January 16th. Despite the emotional toll, the Warriors managed to secure their fifth straight victory, moving them above .500.
0: That's quite a testament to the team's resilience. How did they manage to pull off this victory in such challenging circumstances?
4: Assistant coach Kenny Atkinson led the Warriors in Kerr's absence. The team's performance was marked by strong contributions from key players. Curry, for instance, made a 33-footer that capped a 14-5 run and made it 114 96. He finished with seven three-pointers, marking his third straight game with seven or more. Thompson also had a strong game, scoring his most points since having 30 against Chicago on January 12th. And how did the Jazz fare in this match? The Jazz had some strong individual performances, with Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton both scoring 22 points and Lori Markkinen adding 19. However, their new starting lineup following the trade of Simone Fontecchio, Kelly Olynyk, and Ochai Agbaji last week was ineffective. Utah coach Will Hardy acknowledged that there's a lot of work to do in terms of defining roles and helping the players understand how they can support each other.
0: What's next for both teams?
4: The Warriors will host the Los Angeles Clippers on Wednesday night, before they play the Jazz on the Road again on Thursday. As for the Jazz, they will host the Los Angeles Lakers on Wednesday night. With so much to look forward to, we thank our Simply Sports reporter, Abby, for the
0: updates. And on that note, we wrap up our stories for today. Thanks for listening to Simply Sports. We'll see you back here tomorrow.